what's going on? It's Kevin Deers here on Metal Shop, Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. And, you know, hopefully soon Metal Shop will be back on the air live and I'll be in studio hanging out and taking all your requests. But I appreciate everyone who stood by and waited in anticipation and subscribed and, and, and uh, liked the Metal Shop Backstage Pass podcast, doing a ton of interviews for the last 18 plus months uh, while I've been staying at home. I built a home studio and uh, I've gotten to chat with everyone from from Rob Halford to bands like Sanguisugabog and Frozen Soul to uh, power metal bands to uh, re- most recently I spoke with Braun Daler from Mastodon. They have a killer new album. And, uh, you know, I, I have a bunch here that I'm actually staring at. Uh, coming up soon, I'm going to be releasing interviews with Ghost Bath, Full of Hell, Edge of Paradise, Dead Heat, uh, Brian from Shabulba. Got a band called Aeon going to be releasing. Um, 2021 has been an incredible year for music. Uh, as the shows have come back, there's been so many albums that have just blown my wig back. Um, and, and I'm actually in the process of compiling my top 30 albums of the year uh, not just 20 it's gonna be an added 10 there so you can catch that on kisw.com in the weeks to come hope everyone had an awesome thanksgiving and was able to uh, safely assemble with some family members or just eat a whole bunch of good food by themselves however you celebrate i hope that everyone had a had a nice thanksgiving uh with uh, with a couple people you love so i got to uh, see my sister and my four uh my niece and my nephews and uh, it's always awesome to, to hang out with those kids, and they're always just, they wear me out, man. But the best part about being an uncle is you can feed them all the candy and then just leave and let my sister take, uh, you know, do, do what she has to do. Be the responsible one. I just get to spoil them and then walk away. It's the best, best part about being an uncle. Here on this episode of Metal Shop's Backstage Pass, it was uh, recorded a couple months back, actually, I had this one kind of in the tank. Uh, had this one here uh, re- ready and scheduled for this week. So you will hear some references to my quote-unquote first show back, and that was Megadeth and Lamb of God and Hatebreed. So that's a bit dated, but uh, we I spoke with uh, the vocalist of a band called Seven Spires. Uh, these guys have a new album out on Frontier, and it's called Gods of Debauchery. I actually spoke with uh, Adrian Cowan, the vocalist of the band, and uh, you know we get we get to chat a little bit. Uh, it's uh, was actually kind of uh, funny. I I scheduled this and I got the timing wrong. So when Adrian texted me, was like, "Hey, I'm ready to go," I had to to just totally hook up my phone to to my uh, control board and and uh, was a bit taken aback. But we got it back on track and uh, it was all good. So sorry about that, Adrian. Uh, hope hope. I get it uh, a little bit more professionally done next time, but I think it turned out well. Either way, Seven Spires, Gods of Debauchery is out now if you're into uh, power metal, kind of symphonic metal. Uh, Definitely check out that record. But without any further ado, here's my interview with Adrian Cowan from the band Seven Spires here on Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. It's 99.9 KISW Metal Shop, and right now I'm talking with Adrian from the band called Seven Spires. How are you doing this morning? Not too badly, thanks. How about you? I'm doing okay. Um, doing pretty good here. Uh, gearing up for the return of some shows. Um, I just saw my first concert back. I uh, went to go see Megadeth, so that was pretty pretty cool. But it was also pretty jarring to go from 18 months of no shows to a humongous one. Oh, man. 
Have you gone to any concerts yet? Uh, you know, since since the you know every everything. Have you have you gone to any big concerts yet or anything? Actually, no. Um, I think the most crowded thing that I've been at this whole time has been the airport. <laughs> I haven't been to any shows or anything. I pretty much just stay stay at my house and yeah, <laughs> a was little that, boring. Was that a um? Are you are you typically a, a homebody or are you someone who likes to really be out there in the mi- in the thick of everything? Um, it's really hard to say because before all of this happened, I pretty much spent all of my time on the road and then would sometimes be at home for up to two weeks at a time. And when I was home, I would just stay at home because I was exhausted and like to be in my bed. Um, so it's been interesting. I I got to learn about myself and I, I guess, yeah, I really do like to be at home um, and, you know, eat, eat the food that I like to eat and sleep in my own bed and, <laughs> you know, right. just be comfortable. Yeah, that was something that I had to get comfortable with, but I'll tell you what, I actually got very comfortable with it, so. <laughs> oh, good. Absolutely. I would hope so. So, the new album, Gods of Debauchery, is out uh, now. Tell me a little bit about, uh, did you guys record this during the pandemic, or was it already done before we jumped into that? Before that came about? Uh, we we wrote and recorded it during uh, the pandemic. We got sent home from the first day of tour on March 12th, I think, last year. And uh, we spent six months writing it, working on it every single day, and then another two months recording it. Um yeah, Jack, the guitar player, engineered all four of us. Wow. Um, yeah, the poor guy. <laughs> and yeah. So this was, you know, your third album, and uh, were were you? Uh, tell me a little bit about recording it during, you know, this show in the world. What was different for you guys, if anything? Honestly, not that. Not that much. We we all live in different states, and I actually even live in a different time zone than the rest of the guys. Um, so we're used to working remotely, and uh, you know, like all of our other albums, Jack engineered the drums at Christmas Place and the bass. Uh, actually, Pete came to South Carolina where Jack lives, and um, they recorded the bass here. Um, Jack did the guitars here. I did the vocals here, and. Um, yeah, honestly, it wasn't that different. It was just we happened to all have a lot more time because, you know, none, none of us were busy doing other bands. So. Right. Well, uh, so w- when you said you're busy doing other bands, are you uh, or are you active with another group or is this? Um, yeah, uh, Chris used to play with um, Vital Remains and Pete uh, does a, a number of other musical jobs, including directing a, a choir and um, playing with a couple of other bands. I think he may have actually, I'm not sure what his status is on that. He also plays um, Manoush Jazz uh, on the weekends. And uh, I sing with a few other bands, um, Avantasia, Sasha Pitts, Masters of Ceremony, and I also play keyboards in Winds of Plague. Wow. All right. Well... <laughs> Talking with some real savants here, that's that's amazing. Uh, so y- your voice is insane. Like it's just so soaring in in like to quote to quote something really corny, quote unquote majestic. Uh, you have a gorgeous voice. Um, when did you start singing? I- I'm assuming probably at a-, a very young age. 
Um, yeah, I was super young. Thank you so much, by the way. Yeah. Um, my mom likes to say that when I was a kid, my life was a musical, which I think means I was annoying as hell okay. and just sang all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I started doing theater when I was a little kid. Um, and uh, I joined choirs when I was nine, I think, and started taking private voice lessons when I was 12. And, uh, yeah, it all just went from there. Ended up going to music school, studying vocal performance, among other things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm a lifelong student of my craft, and I'm definitely a really big nerd about it. Did you ever, you know, consider going the route of, like, going to Broadway and, and doing musical theater? Or, like, what gave you the, like, rock and roll bug? Um, you know, I actually, it's funny you say that. I'm definitely, like, an ex-theater kid, and I really wanted to be... Um, on the West End, I was living in England mm-hmm. um, in my school years. And uh, at some point, I was like, man, I really love musicals, but I don't like acting, and I'm not very good at, you know, dancing and stuff like that. So, um, and also, like, there's, I just have a problem with, like, my particular vocal range. I would probably be typecast as a lot of not lead roles, basically. And I, I, I wanted to... <laughs> That's not what I wanted. So, um, yeah, I just, my grandfather always says, like, go where you're appreciated mm-hmm. um, and try to just be the best at it. And, um, yeah, I ended up falling in love with um, Children of Bodom, actually. Because that was the first band where they had, like, a cool keyboard player that I heard. And I was like, wow, I could actually, I could really do this. Yeah. Because, you know, at the time, I thought that you had to scream to be a vocalist in a metal band. Sure. And I just, I just thought, like, that was such a cool vibe, and wow, that's something that I could do. Uh, eventually, I learned how to scream anyway, so it's all fine. But yeah, here we are. Wow. So uh, wh- when was that? Was that out of college or high school? Or um, I, I found Children of Bottom. I think I was in ninth grade. Nice. Um, yeah. It was like, you know, in like a nasty days, and I was like looking for, for new music to, to listen to, and I just downloaded a bunch of random stuff and then would go through it and see what I liked and didn't like. And um I think Bottom After Midnight was the song that I found from them first. And I was like, yo, this keyboard solo, though, this is great. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember one of the first um, people I really saw that was like rocking the keyboard, a children of Bottom, of course, but I, I was watching Bleeding Through live and Marta was killing it. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, uh, and I was just like, holy crap, because I was like, okay, it's not, you know, it's not Journey. It's like straight up brutal hardcore with 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 some keyboard and that really was like okay keyboard's not you know a nerdy instrument it's gonna be badass too well i mean it's kind of nerdy but it's all nerdy everything's nerdy with metal we that's true i was talking to someone uh the other day and i was like man i'm realizing that we make music for nerds uh (laughs) yeah um and yeah i mean it's absolutely true and um I, you know, I'm also a nerd, so I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> I say this lovingly. But yeah, keyboard's definitely like a badass nerd instrument. I remember I interviewed uh, Devin Townsend uh, years and years ago, and he said that he appreciates having a, a an audience of nerds because they all have jobs and they can all afford tickets to his concerts and merch. You know what? That is, yes. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I started a, a Patreon earlier this year, and um, 
you know, I have like an introductions channel on my Discord server, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, all not everyone, but like many of them are like, "Hi, my name's this. I'm from here. I work an IT job. I'm IT support. I do a computer science something or other." It's like all these people are so smart. Yep. And it, it's exactly as you describe. I'm I'm happy that they're there, and we can we can do that. So yeah, <laughs> money's money's an awkward thing for me. I, I don't really like it. Fair enough. Well, the tech workers, you know, they they might, you know, be busy with their hands and busy with their minds, but they can listen to music all day long, and so it's a good thing. Yep. Yeah, that's actually a, a great point. So the new album, again, it's out now, God's Debauchery, and uh, in, in your opinion, um, was there anything that you guys uh, kind of, like, wanted to approach on this a little bit different, or uh, what was kind of the... Um, you know, the the idea going into it. Was there an overall over, overarching theme to it? or? Um, I mean, I think our goal was the same as it always is, which is mm-hmm. to push our limits and um, just write the music that we want to hear. Um, we do write concept albums, and it is chapter three of three, I believe. Um, so there is sort of an overarching theme and a story of sorts, but... You know, it it always kind of writes itself as we're working on the album. It's never really like, all right, this is how the story's going to be, and uh, we need to write these specific songs. Like everything's super organic, and we just we just sit down and write, man. You know, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> I like it. Yeah, we're just it's our greatest thing, man. We just got alone, <laughs> man. You know, it's it's I, uh, yeah. It's so cheesy to say, but we literally like would wake up, drink coffee, write music, eat, and then go to bed every day for six months. And so, like, it's silly to be like, "Yeah, we just wrote it," but we—that's that's what we did. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I hate to you know do this if it, if you consider it prying or anything, but a lot of people on this level, you know, I do a metal radio show, and a lot of people that I talk to, um, you know, if you're not the Iron Maiden or the Slayer or the Metallica, a lot of people have day jobs. I have a day job that I have to go to after this. Do you do you have, also have a profession aside from music, or is this a full time job for you? Uh, music is a full time job for me. I'm Kill. really thankful for that. Um, unfortunately touring was my main source of income yeah. and <laughs> that's uh, not really happening right now. Um, but like I said, I, I started a Patreon earlier this year and, um, they're helping me stay financially stable and also they're just great people and they have done a lot for my mental health as well. So, that's amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know if you would count that as a day job. Avantasia is my other day job. Um, when, when they call me to sing with them, but, <laughs> but yeah. So, you know, I, that's one thing is 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 that a lot of content creators slash artists, you know, um, and and people have have really pivoted to to these different forms of um, you know making uh, content or art, and also you know get being in 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 touch with their audience and their their fan bases over this pa- the pandemic. A lot of people creating art on uh, creating um, content on Twitch, and a lot of people are doing Patreon and stuff. And I gotta say, it's probably pretty liberating to to go out there and it's probably, it's probably, um, like an amazing thing to, to have that like immediate response from, from your listeners and stuff. It's gotta be really cool, huh? It's yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. And, um, I, I really love to talk to our fans 
And I craved that connection and I missed that specifically, that aspect of like standing at the merch booth at shows and like, you know, saying hello to everyone that came to the show. But um, I I really have a problem with social media and um, I I don't have a thick skin and it's, it's hard for me to accidentally read, you know, mean comments and stuff like that. So to have a place where I know that I can just go and like read whatever messages they've sent me and know that I'm safe and like, I don't have to like (laughs) have my guard up or anything that has been uh, honestly like that is somehow even more valuable to me than the financial aspect, even though I do need to, you know, (laughs) but it's a good community. It's a community building thing. And these people, you know, um, you know, you, you obviously, you know, I'm, I'm on the back end of a Patreon for a local wrestling company here in Seattle. I do the content for them. And so I see the names that come in every week, every uh, month, you know, so uh, I'm going to, you know, know those people. And, and when they introduce themselves at shows, you know, we can have a conversation. And so you're going to know these people that are messaging you or, or viewing your videos on Patreon. And it's a, it's a community building exercise. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's been really cool. I, I, I'm on our discord server pretty much every day and it's like, I, I see people like meeting up in real life, like from that server and they'll like go to shows together and stuff. It's like super wholesome. Um, yeah. So it's, it's not just for me, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was there for me at first, but I think it's become a thing for all of us now. Yeah. Move over Tinder. I met my wife in the Seven Spires Discord. Yeah, actually, there's at least one one pair that I think kind of got to know each other more in our Discord server. Oh That's God. actually really funny. Yeah. You are a matchmaker, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's amazing. Okay, so just a couple more questions for you, if you don't mind. Do you have to go right now? Sure. Or do you have time? I got, like, one more minute. Okay, awesome. One more minute. I'm sorry. No worries. I started this a little late, so I'll jump right into it. So this is a question we like to ask everyone that we speak with. And uh, again, definitely pick up the new Seven Spires album, Gods of Debauchery. But before we go, pick one scar on your body, Adrian, and tell us the story of how you got it real quick. One scar? Yep, a scar. And tell us the story behind it. Uh, What a great question. Um, I have a scar on the back of my... I have to check right leg it's almost faded now but it, i got my leg caught in a bike chain when i was a kid oh, no. i was going down a, a like a gravelly hill with my dad and it was like next to a bayou and i fell off my bike because i was afraid that if i didn't do that then i would go careening like into the bayou which is disgusting <laughs> <laughs> and uh i had like these puncture wounds in my leg for a long time and like it's the type of star where you can like put your your finger kind of like in it. So it, it's like concave. Yeah. It's kind of gross. Sorry. It's like a dick. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's one of my weird scar stories. I like it. All right. Well, thank you very much for, for, uh, you know, ju- jumping into this conversation and, and talking about the new album, gods of debauchery available now by seven spires. And hopefully, you know, in the, in the months or years to come, we could see you in Seattle live. The world's a weird place right now, but appreciate you chatting with me today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to go back to Seattle. I love it.